feel like so many people think that it's an overnight success or that it just happens so quickly and really it is kind of a slow process. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and branding. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee. Or your mimosa. We don't judge. And settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. So one of the many questions that we get asked from uh, clients and other people who are looking to enter into the entrepreneurship space is what is some of the first things that we did when we started our business? And I feel like so many people think that I, they, you just look at a business and you think that it's an overnight success or that it just happens so quickly. And really, it is kind of a slow process at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we took a look back at when we started three years ago. Yep. Um, and we decided to look at like, what are the first six things that we did when we started our own thing? And they might be a little, some of them are kind of of the normal, but I think a few of them are a little abnormal. And really, it just kind of shows you that there really is no good way or like game plan or process to get started. You just have to dive in. So so let's just jump right into it and talk about these things. So the very first thing we did is actually, I think, one of probably the more surprising things. I don't think a lot of people typically do this, uh, is we just hired a copywriter. Um, We know that we would just get into our own head. Just like, what what should our name be? Um, our mission and vision, we knew what we wanted to do and who we wanted to do it for, but the words just couldn't come out in a way that flowed how we liked. And so we knew we needed some help. So, and at the beginning of your business, you don't tend to have a ton of cash flow. So hiring a copywriter isn't typically something you think of, but we just asked around, we asked some friends, we um, looked for references, and we found someone who we felt like would really understand what it is that we wanted to do and we partnered with them and she presented us with a bunch of different ideas and um yeah so many ideas so many ideas and obviously duo collective was one of them (laughs) we took it and we ran with it yeah i think part of that too comes back to um our agency days so we knew that when we wanted to first start something that there's no way we could come come up with the name and be as like strategic as we should have about it. And we weren't the experts. We we try to be copywriters sometimes, and it's fun when we try. Um, but we knew that we needed an expert in that field, so um, that was one of the things that we decided to do right away was to get that name nailed down and um, make sure that we loved it and that it was it meant something to us. So yeah, that was number one. And so that leads us into the second thing, and that was actually saying yes to a client. So that was really big for us. We, I don't think we expected to get a client as soon Mm -mm. as we did, but it kind of just fell into our lap because I had been freelancing on the side uh, for a couple of years before Abby and I dove into this, and I had had somebody refer a client to me and looked at Abby when we started this, and I was like, okay, well, 
you know, I, I just met her. I think this is like a good test client to take her under our wing and like do this together. So what do you think? Like, should we just do this? And um, Abby was like, absolutely, let's let's run with this and take her on as a client. And it was phenomenal. It was, I remember the first time we met her at a coffee shop downtown Minneapolis and um, everything just hit off. And Abby and I, we'd been working together for years already. So it was all just like pretty flawless. Um, but yeah, just saying yes to a client and like working through our very beginning process of what Duo looked like and what we were gonna do uh, was really exciting. Yeah, I think the in so, most of the time, most of the people that we've chatted with, um, sometimes that might be the very first thing that happens is you don't even realize you have a business until someone comes to you and says, I want to pay you for this. And you're like, huh, I guess I could totally make this a thing. So I think the next thing that we did, which is make ourselves legal, um, that step is kind of even bigger than saying yes to your first client because that's you admitting like, okay, I can do this and I can do this again and again and again after I say yes to that first client. So um, making ourselves legal was kind of like, I still I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting like in my basement and I was messaging <laughs> Courtney and I was like putting in the LLC information and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, do I just like hit submit? And what, then what are it, we doing? <laughs> yeah, you pay the $200 fee or whatever it was. Um, I click submit and instantaneously, maybe like, I don't know, a minute or two minutes later, I get an email with the LLC information. I was like, holy crap, we did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we like continually pinched ourselves like for the following week because we were like, oh my gosh, we're like officially official. Um, so it was just a really exciting step, even though, you know, it's kind of one of those steps that, isn't like sexy or anything and it do, you don't really have anything to show but you're just mm -hmm. like hey we're official we can actually say we have this business name and we're an LLC so like let's get started right <laughs> and it's we are not lawyers and we like we value them tremendously and we know that like this part can be scary it can be like I don't know what to do I don't know who to turn to um, if you have someone you can ask that's awesome but also just like Google is extremely helpful in this um we did a little search of our state, how to register our business, and it was pretty quick to figure out. It took us way longer than it probably should have because we read every single word very, very carefully yes. <laughs> to yes. make sure that we did it correct. And it's just a nerve-wracking thing, but I think finally pushing that submit button, making it legit, spending a couple hundred bucks just to make that happen is kind of what just spirals into a full-fledged business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then after that comes another not so sexy part of opening and starting a business, but uh, opening that bank account. So again, this was another thing that we didn't have a whole lot of knowledge on, I would say, as far as opening up a bank account for a business. And especially when there's two of us involved, like, what does that look like? Um, so yeah, we found a local credit union to work with and made sure that um, they got us set up in, like how we needed to for our business. They were very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like they yep. made it pretty seamless. Uh, I'll let Abby talk a little bit about, yeah, about that. They, She's more of our accountant. <laughs> I, I have to wear the Quote CFO unquote. hat, um, which I'm not a CFO, and I very much... She does a really it, good job yeah. for our business. <laughs> it's definitely something that you we you have to learn along the way. And um, we pretty much knew we had to open a bank account. We knew, especially with a partnership, we needed to keep our money separate from our personal accounts, like that just felt obvious. So we kind of just signed up for, we had a separate account and then um, we put all the money in there and we 
vowed that we would figure out the next steps uh, moving forward. So we knew that we had to figure out a better like financial plan and process, mm-hmm. and that was all to come down mm-hmm. the road. But we just knew we needed a place to house our money and to just start tracking things because um, it was just the very beginning. Yes, yes. So the next thing, number five, the next thing that we did was we had to figure out a project management system. So it's kind of lucky for us because we had worked together at our corporate job for a while. Yeah, for at least three years together on the Mm -hmm. same account, but we were both at that same agency for like eight to 10 years together. So we we knew of each other and like we knew how to work together, obviously, for the three years we were together. So So we were pretty good at project Mm -hmm. management overall, but um, we definitely, like you still need those um, timelines and deadlines and you still need structure. Uh, because one of the things that we come across, especially with other partnerships too, is that um, the communication can be really tough when you don't have clear guidelines and clear workflows and clear processes in place. It can feel, and we've even experienced this at the beginning of our business of like, are you doing that? Am I doing that? Mm -hmm. Like, who's working on that? (laughs) And then no one talks about it. And then you get frustrated because you're like, well, why haven't you done that yet? But no one actually talks about it. So we knew right from the get-go that we needed a way to kind of manage our lives without. We also wanted to make sure we didn't have the clutter of the corporate environment because the corporate environment was definitely a little, like, too much paperwork for us. So we needed yep. to find a happy medium. And Asana is what we found. And Asana is still what we use today. It's progressed into, like, a way bigger process flow than it was in day one. But day one um, was definitely something that we we knew we needed somewhere to track our projects, somewhere to track who's doing what, just to hold ourselves accountable and hold each other accountable for the work that we have in the system. Yeah. I think um, a big part of that, too, was that when we started Duo Collective, we were both actually still at our full-time agency gigs. So we, you know, we're grinding on that from nine to five and then from, you know, five to midnight, you know, we were grinding on Duo. So <laughs> it, we just had to make it very clear on, you know, I had all these deliverables for the agency job and then I had to switch gears to duo. And then so you can get that easily mixed up, especially at the very beginning. So it was just such a nice tool for keeping everything on track and uh, clear for what the next deliverable was and how to move forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the great thing about Asana is that it's completely free. Yes. And it's still the probably one of the only free systems that we still use today. It and it's amazing. I mean, we cannot say enough about the system. I can't believe it's still yeah, free. We <laughs> sing its praises every day. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps us sane. And then, so that brings us to number six. And that is that we did not pay ourselves. And that can sound like a big, scary thing when first starting your business. But we... Um, we sat down and we talked about it and, you know, we know that not everybody can necessarily do this, but given our situation, we were able to um, make it work for a while because we had different incomes that we could rely on. So we um, decided, you know, we're just going to build this bank account. We're going to save up. We're going to do what we can to, um, you know, build it up so that we can eventually leave where we are currently. Uh, so again, how long did we not pay ourselves for? At uh, least a year. Yeah, a year. Um, we did. We definitely gave ourselves like I think a bonus at the end of that year. Yep, we definitely because we <laughs> we were feeling it. We were really like we were kind of getting to that point where we're like, this is so much. Like, when are we going to be able to, you know, 
quit our full-time gig and start duo full-time and so we were just really feeling that burn every day so we're like we need a little something to treat ourselves so we did give ourselves a bonus which was nice Mm -hmm. yeah but as far as the salary goes I think it was a whole year if not maybe a year and a half that we just didn't pay ourselves yeah it was that actually that year of not paying ourselves flowed into be our business savings and it actually is we still have that savings that kind of flows with us year to year and it's such a nice base for our business because we we know that if something goes wrong if our laptops die and we need to buy new ones if like a huge expense comes up we know that we have that savings account there and we wouldn't have that if we hadn't done that right from the get-go with saving um, every penny that we got. But it definitely isn't something that everyone can do, especially um, if you don't have another job to rely on. But that was just one of the ways that it also gave us a little bit more freedom to kind of do what we wanted to um, with our business while we were running it duo on the side. We had this flexibility and like this safeguard of like our full-time jobs so although it was a lot of work it did help us like experiment in that first year figure out what worked before we actually made like the big commitment to yeah Yeah. I would also say too it helped us to figure out what we needed to bring in um, in order to take that leap and quit that full-time job which kind of brings us into um, this this last little bit here as we start to wrap this up but in the coming years, like what we invested in. And I would say the biggest thing that we invested in right away in our business, well, I wouldn't say right away, year and a half-ish, mm-hmm. was a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was amazing. Um, yeah. Shout out to Val Marlene Creative. Yes. We'll make sure we link her in our show notes. Yes, absolutely. But um, yeah, she helped with everything. So like when we opened that bank account and we vowed to like figure out finances moving forward, Val was the one that helped us yeah. figure that out. So She was the one who gave me the aha moment of like, oh my gosh, I can actually do this and quit my full-time job and we can run this and, and make money and mm-hmm. like do what we love and also have an income with that. So um, yeah, many kudos to her for making yes. us feel a lot better about taking that leap. <laughs> many, many. There was so many other things that we invested in, like as the years have gone by and like things we still want to continue to invest in. But I'd say these first six things that we did really was kind of like the running the ramp up into getting our business um, rolling faster. And I think sometimes they can be such a simple thing, like registering your business and making it legal. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be something that takes you five minutes in an afternoon one day, but it can also be like the scariest move you make for your business. So Absolutely. So yeah, um, we just wanted to say too that it's so important just to take things one baby step at a time. We didn't have this huge game plan of like, we need to do X, 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 and then one year we need to hire a coach, and then another year we need to hire someone else to help us. And like, we didn't have this whole, we had goals, like don't Mm -hmm. get us wrong. We definitely had goals of what we aspired to do, but we didn't have it listed like a to-do list. We just tried to tackle one thing at a time and take it step by step. So that's kind of just like the biggest takeaway when you're trying to get off the ground and get your business moving and even just see if it's something viable that you you want to make happen. Right. And I think too, we say just to just to do it or duo it. <laughs> um, you just got to take that first step. Um, it, it's a big, scary step. And, you know, whatever that first step looks like for you, it might look different for you than it did for us. But um, taking that first step and then those baby steps along the way really helped us to get to where we are today. Because if we would have made a giant to-do list of everything that we've done um, from start to now, 
we would have looked at each other and been like, there's no way we can do this. This is way too stressful. Mm -hmm. So it all just kind of comes to you naturally as you start to take those steps. Like you'll take a few steps and then you're like, okay, those are done. I feel great. This is the next step that we have to do. And you just continually to move forward and grow your business that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also that time in our business too. I look back and it's like the honeymoon phase of your business. Like it's like (laughs) we ordered lots of tacos and we drank lots of wine and champagne and we just like got together at nights all the time and we just made it happen. And it's like it was a super fun, although it was like nerve wracking and anxious at times, it's like the super fun part of your business. So if you are in that stage, as anxious as you might be feeling, um, try to enjoy it just like that honeymoon phase because it does go by so fast and all of a sudden you're a full business and that part's amazing too, but it's definitely fun to look back at where we were. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we will make sure that we save all of these in the show notes. If you are getting started with your business, then, um, definitely can peek at all of these steps there and steal them. I mean, make these steps your own and yeah. And let us know if you do still have We We want to support you and follow along on your journey. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or tag us on Instagram, Duo On Air Podcast. We are also hosting a little giveaway each week. Go to wherever you listen to your podcast and write us a review. For each review, we'll be entering you into a drawing for a chance to win a curated box of the duo's favorite things. And if you know us, we love coffee, small businesses, and we're definitely not above graphic tees. So go ahead, head out right now and write us a review. See you next time, friends.